Okay, good morning everybody. Today's January 29th. It's my first day in Betorah. And uh, this is the 7.30 class. We want to thank Rabbi Ovad Ja'alu for building this clay. Looks, Baruch Hashem, he did a fantastic job. And uh, we're just going to try to uh, build on what he what he started for us. So, uh, we're going to be learning for the next couple of weeks, Megillat Esther, with the Pirush of the Malbim. And uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. And you'll be ready in time for Purim. We're going to pause probably on Thursdays and Fridays along the way, learn some parashah. So we have to talk about, you know, around the table with the kids. But that's the plan for the next couple of weeks until we get to Pesach. And we'll do the same thing with the Haggadah and parashah and all that fun stuff. If anyone has a complaint, you can take it up with the president over here, the son of the brother of the, of the king. Okay, let's go. Here we go. Introduction. I told you, if you're going to sit on the hot seat, you're going to take the heat. You're going to take the heat. Mind, okay, no. fine. The introduction. The Malbim writes an introduction well, to Megillat Esther, which is probably going to take us almost the whole time for today. So we hear the introduction, and by tomorrow, hopefully, everybody will have books. Okay? So here we go. Listen to what he says. Leva'en ha hazot. In order for me to explain to you this Megillah, this parasha, I have to give you an introduction, says the Malbim. Hine. In order to anoint the king in the olden times, right in the in the Egyptian kingdoms or the Persians or the Kasdim, whatever called Madai Medians, al There was one of two ways to do it. Number one. The nation decided that this guy is worthy to be our king. They picked the guy, he became the king, everybody's accepted the king, and finished. That's one way to do it. The other way, is a tyrant. Comes in with his army, he takes over, he conquers the place, he declares himself the king. Right? Nimrod, right, was one of these kings. From this type of way to become king, you get two different types of kingdoms, obviously, right? One, a kingdom that is controlled. It's not complete. Right? The, the way that what the king had ruled over the Citizens was limited. The people knew what the limits were. That's the king that's elected. The elected king at the end of the day got his power from the people, and then the people decide to overthrow him. He's gone. It's over, right? So his his powers are limited, like we have now in the president. The president's powers are limited, right? There's checks and balances. All the different branches of government are controlling to make sure nobody takes complete control. So a kingdom, a king that's elected, that's selected by the people has to live by the rule of the people. And therefore his power is limited. Good. They decided what the laws are. Hey, Mr. King, you're the king. But guess what? These are your jobs. You can take, you have to take care of A, B, C, and D. And well, once you cross the line, see you later. You're out. We're going to get rid of you. Right? How far they would allow his power to, to, uh, to grow. Now, the Apiarov, Right? You have right the swearing in ceremony where you're going to swear, right? The president is going to be inaugurated and he's going to swear that he's going to uphold the constitution. The constitution has limits on his powers. So too in those type of a kingdom, we have a king that was selected by the people. He's going to swear to the rules of the people. Good. That's one. That's one way. Now the other way. Where well, the guy is a tyrant and just comes in and conquers, right? Mamlacha built him mukbilit. The other one is this one that's unlimited. The king comes in, does what he wants. What about the people? Who cares? You don't listen to me, I kill you. 
It's over, right? I can do whatever he wants. I make the rules. I, I am the rich and I am the famous. That's it. I do what I want. I'll tell you a story one time about that. Remind me to tell you. It's a funny story. I'll tell you now. Anyway, so he said like this. He says now, we have a case where the king is going to do whatever he wants, right? Oh, I, I skipped the line. The king can decide to make laws, to do whatever he wants. He can change the laws like you can in your marriage, right? Your wife makes the rules. She decides what the rules are. She changes the rules what she wants. The same thing. No problem. You go home. She's the king. We all know that. No pressure, right? So over here, the same story. The king is the king. He does what he wants. He makes his own rules. Good. Because he is both the judicial branch, he is the executive branch, right? And he's also, he does it all, he does everything. He's the legislative branch, he's got the whole thing under his control. What's the difference between these two? Says, There are five major differences, because we're going to try to determine what kind of king was Ahasuerus, right? So he's saying like this, there are five differences between these two types of kingdoms. Number one. A king who is now in a kingdom that is controlled by the people. He's the chief executive of the army, right? He's the head, he's the commander in chief of the army. Gotta protect the people. That's number one. Number one job. Right? He's in charge of the army. And all the army has to do whatever he says that is beneficial to the people, like collecting taxes or whatever it is the rules are. The king who took over conquered the whole place. A Napoleon, I pick the kings you want. The guys that come in here and conquer the place, take over, do whatever they want, right? It's not that the king is responsible for the people, it's the people going to do whatever the king wants. The inverse, right? Everybody's a slave of the king. That's the way it works. You don't like it, you know where you end up. Right? I skipped the line. He does whatever he wants. Like a master does to a slave, that's what they are. If you got, if you are in this kingdom where the king's a tyrant, finish. You're a slave. You're a slave to the king. Good. No, difference number two. Guy who takes over a control, a government, and the people have voted on him. The treasury of the of the kingdom. The money, right, uh, in, in the government doesn't belong to the king, doesn't belong to the president, right? We don't have any money, but if we had money, it belonged to the people, right? But we're in debt. But if we had money, it belonged to them, right? In the kingdom, where the guy takes over and does what he wants, everything goes, it's all his money, he does whatever he wants, it's my money, right? Everything they gather, spoils of the war, all belong to the king. Good. Number three, the guy who takes over, right, this government king that was elected, he doesn't get complete rule to decide whatever he wants to do. He's got to talk to the cabinet. The cabinet, has, the decision of the cabinet has to get confirmed by the Congress, right? So it's not just that he does what he wants. There's checks and balances. Good. Nope. Nobody's going to tell me anything. I do what I want. Good. Number four. Harishon shaya natun tahat dater medina velo haya efshar lo laavor al datot akivuim. Right. Number two. Number four is that he's obligated to live by the laws of the land. He can't break the laws. 
right? We're taking the president, ex-president, to court, right? Fine. Vashini hayahamehokek, who can do whatever he wants. Yahola Takela Hokima Harim. He could bring his own laws, write his own laws, do what he wants. Good. Number five. The one who was elected, can you change the capital city of Washington, D.C.? No, finish. The Washington, D.C. is the capital of the United States. Can it be changed? It can be changed by the Congress, not by the President. So he decides where the Right? The king gets a, the president elected, says, No, no, I'm not going to live in the White House anymore. I'm going to move the, uh, the White House to uh, Utah. I like to ski, I'm going to go live in Utah. What are you talking about? Doesn't work that way, right? Fine. Guy can do what he wants, right? Saddam Hussein had a palace in 47 cities. Wherever he is, that's the main city. Finish. Do whatever I want. No good. Those are the differences. Fine. Now, based on these laws I've just given you this introduction, now we're going to start to explain the Migilah. Okay? He says, Navo Nevaer Pasuk says like this. Pasuk says, Hine Ahashverosh, Kifi Kabalat Khachamenu Ayatihila Hediot. If you learn my second Megillah, Megillah Megillah says Ahashverosh used to be the stable boy. He was the horse, used to care of the horses. He was a nobody. Okay? He was not a king. He became wealthy, he went into some business transactions, a little bit of hasho. We'll learn the story as we go along, but he became very wealthy. Okay, wealthy guy, people start giving kavod, guy's a hashubi guy. Right? He started, he was able to take over two countries, Madai, Medea, and Paras, Persia. Then it hazek bimalchuto, and he continued to get stronger and stronger. Ad shikavash kola medinot. Started going out, conquering. 127 countries. Good. Those are like the, uh, let's say, the mayors of all these different states or what they are that he conquered now. The ruler of each one of them. These 127 countries originally belonged to Babylonia. Okay? Where was the palace? The main... Babylonia. Babel. That was where it was. That was the kingdom. He writes a pasuk, quotes a pasuk from Daniel that Daniel was in the in the, in the place in the palace in Babel. Aval Shushan. You know what Shushan is? Nothing. Shushan, a little uh, a small little town. There was no palace in Shushan. Daniel quotes that he was in Shushan, but he doesn't say it was the palace, it wasn't the kingdom. He was there, some city. He was in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's not Washington, D.C. He conquers now this whole place. Because now he wants to become the Hashub guy. He wants to be the king. He wants to be the ruler of the whole world. That's why he marries Vashti. Who is Vashti? Shahaita Mizera Nebuchadnezzar. She is the grandson, granddaughter of Nebuchadnezzar, was the king of Babel. So he's trying to, right, to consolidate his power. She was this inheritor of this power. She was on the list of the inheritors of the kingdom. So he wants to marry her. He wants to strengthen his power. Good. So he marries Vashti. So he makes himself strong. Right, she kavash biad chazaka, or mitzad zeh she ayachol imloch mimamlacha built imukbelit. 
Number two, he says. What is mukbelet? I heard that word a hundred times. Gvul. What's gvul? Border. Mukbelet means contained. Contained, which means he was elected. Good. Okay. Fine. But good. Ask questions, by the way. You guys are all too quiet. Yalla. Ask questions. So he says like this. So what is he trying to do? He says, listen. He conquered. When he conquered, he's the king that does whatever he wants. But he also doesn't want the people to just hate him. You'll see that Achash Verosh, he conquered Bavel. That's what he said. He became powerful. He made money. He took over Persia. No. First he conquered them, and then he marries them. He wants to get the power from both sides. He wants to have both. That's, that's correct. He becomes a tyrant, and then he tries to legitimize his, his, his power by marrying Vashti. Correct. Okay? How, how is he, I understand he was rich. How is he able to go against the... Yeah, so this is talking about right now, the, 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 the time of the, the Megillah is happening in between the destructions of the two Beit HaMikdash. So, so now in the year... The year, so we're gonna see, we're gonna see exactly what happened over here. This is the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash was done in 586 BCE, yeah, 586 BCE, okay. And then we were 70 years in Bavel. This story is happening in those 70 years, okay. And then, then you will see that the grandson of Esther and Ahasuerus was actually the one that gave the Jews the right to go back to build Bayi Chani. Yes, we're going to get there. As we get through the story, you'll see this. So, so in those 70 years, when we're in the middle of the of the, uh, of the history, that's what's going on over here. So this guy, Ahasuerus, comes to power by conquering a bunch of countries, gets more power, gets more wealthy, ends up taking over Bavel, but now he wants to legitimize his, his kingdom by marrying into the royal family. He takes Vashti as a wife. Good? Okay. Okay, so I skipped the line again. What does he do? He wants to flex his muscles. He wants to move, right, the capital city from Bavel. So listen, listen, I took Vashti, I want to make myself, you know, legitimate. But don't think that I'm going to turn into a government now that's controlled by the people. Because Vashti came from that side of the family, right? The place where it was not that he conquered, he married into Nebuchadnezzar. So he says, listen, listen, okay. I'm going to take Vashti, I'm going to legitimate. But I need you to think carefully over here, because I'm not moving my palace to Bavel where she comes from. They're coming to me. I'm moving the capital city to Shushan. That's showing that I've got total control. Okay? That's what the party's for. This is the inauguration of the new capital city. I'm going to explain to you coming up. And that's what he says. Why is he calling Vashti over here? Come dance in front of us. Again, he wants to squash her power. It's not her. Don't think just because I married her, right? I'm gonna let now I'm gonna become the guy that you have to people are gonna have to say over this. You got no say. Not only that, I'm gonna show you that. I, she has no say. She's the king, the, the granddaughter of Bukhaneza. She's nobody. She's going to come over here and dance in front of me. Right? This, this is a hashbar. It's not a dib. He's trying to make sure. Right? Everyone, if you read the the uh, the, the Mefarshim, they all tell you Hashverosh, nah, I'm a Aretz, Tipesh, Dib, he does whatever Haman says. And the Malbib says, absolutely, absolutely not. Hashverosh was extremely smart. Super smart. He's playing games with everybody. 
He's coming over here. He wants to take over the entire world. He wants to take over the kingdom of Babel. He wants to turn himself into absolute ruler for everything. Okay? Fine. This is what he do. Here we go. Listen to what it says in Pasuf. You never notice this. You know how many times we refer to Ahashverosh in the Megillah without the word Hamelech Ahashverosh? One. First Pasuk. After the first Pasuk, every time you look at the Megillah, it says his name, it says Hamelech Ahashverosh. We have a lot of times Hamelech without Ahashverosh. But if Ahashverosh is there, it says Hamelech Ahashverosh. But this one, Vahi Bimeh Ahashverosh, he's not a king yet. Hu Ahashverosh Hamelech. This is the guy we're talking about. First, he was nobody. He was an Ahasuerosh. Now he became Ahasuerosh HaMolech, the one who started to become king. He wasn't from the family of the kings. Okay? He says, Right? How did he start his kingdom? He came from one place. Start small. Everybody starts small. You gotta start. Became right. Starts local. The, the, the politicians say start local first. They get a little bit more famous. Okay, maybe I get now a district. I become a congressman. Then I become a senator. Then I can run. I grow. So Hashverosh started with nobody. He was a nobody. He started little by little, built himself up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he, get, he was already famous. Different ballgame, right? He started from the top. So over here, he's trying to make the people forget his where he came from. No. We're going to tell the king, this guy that wants to rule the whole place. So you used to clean the horses. You used to clean the horses. You're nobody. He don't want that. To, no, 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 no. Get that. So he's got to erase the past. Right? And therefore, she says, The beginning of the Megillah is it was not a king yet. He was a nobody. That's why it says, those are the days that he started to build himself up until he became the king of these 127 countries from Hodu, India, Kush, Ethiopia. So think about the map we're talking about, right? Asia all the way through Africa. Okay? They forgot where he even came from. Where, how did he start? It became so famous. It doesn't say where he started. Where was the first place that he was a king? It doesn't say. It doesn't want anyone to know. Because I mean, you can't remember where I came from. Just remember where I am now. Hodu to Kush, I'm the guy. What happened before? I don't know. Does it say how long? Usually you tell you the king. The king, right, says that David Melech was seven years in Hebron, 33 years in Yushalayim. You're counting. The king was this long, this many years. How long was the king for? I don't know. When did he start? I don't know. It says in the third year of his reign after he became the Hashub guy, right? And the third year of his reign of when? When he's already king of 127 countries. But that didn't happen in one day. When did it start? I don't know. Where did it start? I don't know. He doesn't want you to know. Forget about where I came from. He wants to say, he was a nobody. And look where I am, 127 countries. I came from nowhere. Pop, boom, I'm here. I took over. 
Amelech Atzum, Umoshel Alamim Rabim. That's the first pasuk, and we're going to continue the rest tomorrow because we have Dafio Mifadal. Everyone to join us if you want to join. Otherwise, at tomorrow. Now, get us some books, please. Baruch Adonai